0: Log Talk Radio.
1: (laughs) Madden Voice. Three, two,
2: one, now.
3: Think. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd just be like the old days, man, when you and I used to chop it up on the phone. You know what I mean? We would just sit time, back and talk about football.
3: Right, but this time our teams are winning. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Impressively.
0: Yeah, back then, it
2: was, it was pretty ugly. hmm It was pretty ugly. Um, I know my brother's not gonna make it because of work. Yeah, I but he was I, that. I was. I was expecting K-Star. I hope he don't bag us because his team lost again. That would be pretty lame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've had to come on this show, you and I, at different times and take our lumps. Oh, here he is. Okay. Well, I, you know, QT has I, woo, been at the
3: same time most time.
2: What oh, you man? All right. K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice.
3: Are you talking shit?
2: Hey man, oh yeah, we, we talking, talking I mean, shit. First of all, I didn't even introduce myself. Good evening, everybody. Commissioner T here, live on the oh, air. The didn't even get morning. through the introductions, You were talking shit.
0: <laughs> I was talking shit because you wasn't oh, on
2: time, I thought maybe you was ducking out because you know some things. We're gonna get into it. Things going on in Pittsburgh land. I thought maybe you know I was just saying the train. We've had to come on here and take our lumps when our teens was getting mollywopped. So you know. Just saying, but you're here, oh, man. so I retract. Come
4: on, man! I show up. I, I show ret- up.
2: I retract my statement. Yeah. So I am here. So hey, you know what, man? Hey, my brother's not gonna make it. Uh, he's got work commitments. So, um, whatever. Like he's got to work and make money or whatever. I don't understand all. I don't understand all that stuff. But hey, you know whatever. Do, do your thing, bro. Um, I hold down the fort. I got this. Um, but let's start with the Steelers because. I mean, it's the place to start, to be totally honest with you, because, uh, you know, is it surprising that Dallas beat um, uh, uh, Philly? No. They were home. Oh. I think most of us predicted that. Is it surprising that the yeah. Bears beat the Rams? Well, not to me and train because we called it. And might I say I nailed it with my prediction. Not only did I call it, But I totally said exactly how they would do it, but we'll get into that in a minute. I'm going to let Train have his moment. I'm not going to steal Train's thunder. Uh, A little bit surprising to you, K-Star, because you and JB went with the Rams. But what is surprising, not only is it surprising that you lost to the Raiders, but man, then, yo, I I don't recognize your franchise right now, K-Star. Talks to Tomlin, maybe it's time for Tomlin to go and. Your boy Belt liking the loss on Instagram or
1: Facebook
2: or wherever Twitter or like K <clears can't throat> Star listen man first uh, of all sure. we are here for you we are here for you man. Your Madden Voice brethren, we are here for you, man. We know this is rough, man. You know? Talk to us. What's going on, man? What for you know what you know where I wanna start? I wanna start with understanding Big Ben. Not playing, and then saying Uh-oh. it was Tomlin who didn't put him. I I don't I don't understand. I didn't see the game, so you gotta help me <clears throat> that he said Tomlin didn't put him back in. But you, that's your team, man. Wouldn't Wouldn't a superstar be like, "Yo, coach, I'm ready to go." Like I'm ready. I mean, come on, help us understand, K Star. Help us
0: understand.
2: Yeah. So Big
4: Ben went out right before the uh, right before halftime. Um, with a rib injury. He came back with about eight, nine to eight minutes left in the third quarter. That's the third quarter, not the fourth. Uh, and he was on the sideline um, holding his helmet. And, you know, he got re into the lineup after, with three minutes left after the Raiders had taken a lead on the Steelers, a three-point lead. Um, I'm sorry, four-point lead. And Big Ben let them down to a touchdown drive pretty easily and um, the Raiders went on and scored, and you guys saw the end of the game where we just face-planted on a field goal to send it that would have sent it to overtime. Um, this particular decision got me hot, I gotta say. Um, yeah, so what Ben is saying is, uh, and actually, I'm sorry, what Tomlin even said post-game was that the game flow did not dictate the need for Big Ben to come in the game. Um, and then you had Ben say, and I quote, Coach was kind of saying, let's wait. He didn't want me to go back in. He wanted to see what was going to happen. Then he kind of gave me a look and said, okay, let's go. So, from my understanding is Coach Tomlin wanted to play safe with Ben's health. Um, and while I understand it's not we're not in a position the Steelers are at this point in the middle of a what was the time of two-game losing streak um, to think about later on in the season. You know, we got to win now. And the fact that we had a Hawley quarterback sitting on the sidelines holding his helmet waiting to get back in the game and Tomlin didn't want to pull the trigger on that, um, it's just inexcusable. There's just it, – it. there's no – The reasoning behind it, to me, is poor. I don't understand the logic. And in many ways, I think it costs the Steelers the game, especially when you see how Ben came in and easily scored that touchdown and then led them to a field goal drive. Um, I was so pissed on Sunday. It was just absurd. And, look, the defense didn't play well, but the fact of the matter is they shouldn't have been in that position to where they're on the field a significant amount of time in the second half because we decided to play and save with big Ben, and leave the defense out on the field uh, as a result of that because, you know, we couldn't move the ball on offense. It just didn't have to happen that way.
2: Well, let me ask the you a game. question. Let me ask you this. What do you think, knowing your team as well as you know your team, <clears throat> what do you suspect, what do you speculate, what's your hypothesis on what the, Is there is there a risk here? I mean, what's the real – is there something that we don't know? Or what's up? I mean, you know, Ben seems to be really saying he was ready to go. You know, without necessarily saying that, he's saying he was ready to go. And Tomlin waited to put him in. And I I agree with you from what I read and what I saw in the highlights. You know, I mean, yeah, okay, that, the guy slipped on the field goal, but it shouldn't even have gotten to that point. So
0: what's going on
4: with yeah. the coach? I wish I knew. I mean, so since 2007, uh, a quick stat: the road teams favored by more than nine points. The Steelers were a massive favorite in this game, ten-point favorites. Um, the NFL since 2007, for teams favored that heavily are 52 and 10. Uh, the Steelers are six and five. Um, since 2007, road favorites by 10 plus, There's, again 16 and 11. Uh, And the Steelers have four of those 11 losses. So, Train, I know you got upset last year when I said that, you know, sometimes the Steelers play down to their competition. But we've seen this since 2007, too many times where the Steelers have gone on the road and have simply fallen flat. Um, Now, I've defended Mike Holland for a really long time for obvious reason. He has a Super Bowl ring. He's gotten to the big game twice. We've been very consistent year in, year out. Um, but we've also been consistent in our underperformance and playing the subpar ball uh, in inexplicable situations. against teams we should be beaten without issues whatsoever. I think that there is a rift between Tomlin and Ben. I don't know that's necessarily existed since 2007, um, but – I, I, Tomlin came in as a defensive coach, and during this three-game losing streak, the Seahawks are giving up drives of 73, 75, 79, 79, 64 yards in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go in the game. Right? The defense isn't the clicking. The offense is. I mean, again, I think there's a rift between Ben and Tomlin, but also, I just believe that you know, schematically, adjustment-wise, the defense or Tomlin and, and his defense. Um, It's not happening in terms of it being effective uh, with with what he's doing. He's really seems to be stubborn and and not making any adjustments, and it's costing the Steelers games.
2: Mm. Um, Okay. Well, here's the next question. Put your homer hat aside for a minute. You guys got the Patriots coming up. Um, I don't even know the Ravens' schedule, but three losses in a row. Um, do you think you guys are still going to make the playoffs? Uh, I do think they're still going to make the
4: playoffs. Um, the Ravens, you know, they play well. They've beaten two bad teams. They should have beaten Kansas City, but the thing is, the Steelers look—they had a six-game or five-game win streak earlier this year. If anything else, the Steelers. Play up to the competition and play down to the competition. The next game at uh, versus New England is at home. I actually do think Steelers win that game. Um, it should be the most Steelers thing for them to do. And then they play end of the year against the Bengals, uh, who don't even have Andy Dalton starting for them. The Bengals have been the joke, uh, you know, really most of the year, especially since Dalton's got hurt. So, yeah, I do think Steelers make the playoffs. They sneak in. Um, but they shouldn't even got to this point. And you're right. I mean, there's a chance they may not even make the playoffs, which is, it's, it's, you know, looking back three weeks ago, they're like world well, beaters. They're in our top five. For them to be on the cusp is just, it's very disappointing. You got
2: the Patriots, then you got the Saints, then you got the Bengals. It is not a stretch that you guys can go one and two in those games. You could lose to the Patriots and the Saints. Okay. You yep. could end up eight, seven, and one. Yeah, you know, and I ain't trying to be a hater. I'm just saying that's that's possible. So now we need let's see what the Ravens are up against. And uh let's see, the Ravens have the Colts. Oh no, that's the Cowboys. Sorry, my phone just I got in front of me. me. You know it just I jumps. Right, right to the Cowboys, yeah. you know what I'm saying? All right. Um, Ravens have the Bucks, Chargers, and the Browns. Should beat the Bucks. Uh Probably lose to the Chargers in L.A. Wait them Browns playing. That could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Browns ain't late. You know, I got to say this, not to get off, but just in general, I'm impressed at how teams like the Browns, like even the Raiders, the Giants, like these teams, are still playing football. I gotta say, I'm impressed with the bottom feeders that are still out there playing football. They're not giving away nothing, you know. I, I I'm not used to that this late in the season. Usually by now, if you're three and ten, you're looking at draft picks and playing your scrubs, and you know these guys are still going out there playing. So I gotta give them credit. But anyway, that's just a side statement. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, man, it's gonna be a battle because. You know the Ravens. I mean, the Chargers. I, I don't see them beating the Chargers. The Bucks and the Browns could go either way. They could win both of those. They could split them. They could lose. So, man, y'all, man, this mm-hmm. is going. Case mm, mm, star, man, mm. bruh. That tie, yes. that tie might come I- back and save your ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: y'all That's might right. get by half a game. <laughs>
4: Uh, wow. Uh, wow. You know, it's embarrassing, man, because re- real quick, just since we're on Tomlin and everything, like, I-, I still feel like if Tomlin were to go to another team, you know, a team that was like a 7-9, 6-10 team, I have no doubt in my mind he would turn that team into a playoff team, no doubt. Um, I still consider him to be a really good coach. You know, it's Mike Tomlin. However, I do wonder if they're you know, Big Ben certainly has a big ego. Antonio Brown has a big ego. I wonder if there's just been a falling out over the years. Um, but I will say the fact that Ben, the Steelers have had Big Ben and Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell on that roster for the last five seasons. And the fact that we haven't won a Super Bowl, have only been a one AFC title game with that level of talent. Um, to me, it's, it's underperforming versus expectations. It's three Hall of Fame player caliber players, and and to have nothing to show for it really is just it's sad.
2: Um, before I let train come in here, because something tells me he may have a thing or two to say. Um, you know, this really shows you. You know, it, it really kind of emphasizes the job that Bill Belichick has done in New England, and part of the reason is he's had Tom Brady. Um, this whole time. It is very difficult. And I've coached, but I haven't coached, obviously, on that level. So I can't, I'm not even going to even try. I have coached basketball and i coached the same players. I don't coach no more because, you know, just too much of my time. It's, 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 a, it's a, I don't give a damn what level. If you want to be successful coaching, it takes a lot of time. And I, I couldn't do it. But I did it for a few years. And one thing I learned is, I had, a, I had a team myself, teenagers, inner city team. We, I took this team the first year, we were like 3 and 13. Second year, we went to the championship. Lost by one basket because my center goaltended. And we lost the game by one basket. And then to come back the next year and get these guys up to try to do it all over again, now I'm, I'm talking inner city, I'm not even talking college, or, I'm talking inner city, Hartford, Connecticut, basketball, 16, 17, 18-year-olds, and to try to get them up and and listen to me and let's do this again, in my third year was a challenge. It was a challenge. Now, now, now let's go into pros with superstars that are making tens of millions of dollars. And then let's look at a Mike McCarthy who just got fired or a Mike Tomlin and say you got to go in and deal with all these egos and these superstars every year and get these guys to buy into your message. Outside of Bill Belichick, it just doesn't happen. At some point, Jimmy Johnson said it in Dallas. That's why Jimmy left. Jimmy said, I, I, I took, it took everything he had to get that second Super Bowl. He said, I just knew there would be no way that I could get him up for a third one and it was better for me to walk away. Parcel said that many times with teams, which is why he would leave after three, four, five years. He just, at some point, no matter how good of a coach you are, you, you, you can't, they're not going to respond. Now I say all that to ask you this question, because this, this is the question, Gator. Is, is that what we are now experiencing with Mike Tomlin? Could it finally be that the team just, this is it, like, after this season, he just got he's not going to have anything left. There's no way that he can get them back up next year to do this all over again.
4: So, I, as long as my time is there and Big Ben is there, the Steelers are going to be a winning team in terms of me making the playoffs or at least having a winning record. I don't think that it's to the point where, you know, the team just tunes them out to the point where it just all of a sudden turns – Their talent into you know um, underperformers in the sense that they can't make the playoffs or that they do not have winning records. I mean, since talent's been there, they have only had one losing season. So,
2: but I I will say,
4: however, if if the Steelers were to to miss the playoffs this season, um, I do think that it probably would force a change, given where Big Ben is in his career given what seems to be his clear ire and conflict that he has with, with Tomlin. We used to think it was Haley, but it seems to be with Tomlin as well. Um, I thought that would be resolved with, with Haley gone. It, it It's not. There's still a lot of resentment with the coaching staff. And so, I mean, if the Steelers were to miss the playoffs, I think that Tomlin would, would be forced to go or let go um, from the team because what at what point, you know, what's the desire, what's the need, you know, if the Hall of Fame players don't aren't feeling that message anymore, then why bring him in? And I think he probably, you know, he may would want to go too. It's possible that it might be a mutual thing where he knows he's a good coach because he is, and you know, he just has a a, a team that has student amount, Like I said, with Bill Parcells, has that same uh, experience. So um, the Steelers make the play. I think it's just it's one of those situations. If if it's a, if then statement, you know, if, if Steelers make the playoffs, then I think Tomlin stays. If Sears don't make the playoffs, I think, that Tomlin leaves. Um, and I think that that's going to probably be the case on a year-to-year level with, with Ben and, and with the franchise and with Tomlin.
3: Okay.
2: Trey, anything you want to add to this conversation?
3: If you don't make the playoffs, you ought to fire the GM for not getting Le'Veon Bell back in there. That's where you should start. Second, you want to slap Big Ben around a bit and just ask the man, "Look, are you willing to play football? To your, you know what I'm saying? And stop second guessing on whether you want to retire or not. Or if it sound like Brett Favre in his last days, man, I just don't want to go into practice. It's just want to wait the season start. Look, man, either you're gonna play or you're not gonna play. For a team that that is in a division that is seriously weakened by lack of consistent quarterback play." and just good team play from the other three teams, if y'all lose, it would really look bad. If you don't get to the division, it would really look bad. And I think it starts at the beginning of the season when they didn't want to pay Le'Veon Bell.
2: Yeah, I can't, I can't argue that either. I've said that throughout the year, that you can't take, you know, I mean, we can argue Gurley, Zeke, Bell, we can argue. I mean, I guess Barkley's kind of put himself in that conversation. But at the beginning of the year, it was these those three guys, and we were arguing the order. But those were kind of those three and then everybody else. And you you can't take that guy out of your lineup and fill him in with a good back and just say it's everything's going to be all right. I'm sorry. There's a reason why, you know, there's a reason why you franchise him. To make fourteen million or whatever the heck he was gonna make. There's a reason why, you know, um, you know, players are making the money that they're making. There's there's reasons here, and you know, I I agree, man. I think I think is as well managed as the Steelers organization has been for so long, this to me is an inexcusable mistake to not. I mean, hey, you know, I, 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 who knows what's going to happen next year with Bell? We know he didn't get beat up this year, so his body got a year of rest. So who knows what's going to happen? You know, a lot of people are saying the Steelers knew what they were talking about and, it, you know, it's kind of going to be like a DeMarco Murray kind of thing where Dallas was criticized for not giving DeMarco Murray what he wanted, but then where was DeMarco Murray, you know, two or three years later? Now now he's not even in the league anymore, and the Cowboys got Ezekiel Elliott. So, What what we just don't know. What we do know, though, is you know Ben's window is closing, and the fact that you guys were able to start to get some wins. If you had Bell, and Bell was motivated, that division would be yours. Meaning K Stars, Steelers. And I think it. To me, I think it's it is. I think it's inexcusable that, um, you know. They didn't, they didn't figure out a way to get, get to, you know, they ink him to a, to a deal that would make him a Steeler for the foreseeable future. You know, what are you going to do? How many, uh, you know, what, what do you think you're going to get? Are you going to get another Saquon Barkley? <laughs> that ain't going to happen. So I agree with you, Train. I think somebody needs to, if, if if the Steelers don't make the playoffs, somebody in Pittsburgh needs to pay the price. Maybe it's the GM, maybe it's Tomlin, maybe it's, I don't know. But someone needs to pay because there's no reason why that team um you know, you guys
0: should be winning that division again. Now you gotta go and
2: pick Blade Dealers, and you gotta win. And getting
4: start. Woo Yeah, tough. Even without Bell, this team is a, should be a playoff team. Like this is ridiculous.
3: Now
2: oh, definitely now we'll say, definitely we'll, <laughs> yeah, where, where
3: I will say Definitely I will Yeah. Well well, I will say why I kind of at fault Tomlin is, um, you shouldn't lose games against teams like Oakland. Um, not not in a manner, you know, like this for the simple fact that you guys have been, for the past few weeks, your play just hasn't been what people expected it to be. And there have been seasons where we've, there's been games in this season where we've seen the defense go ape, you know, they, they're playing out of their minds. And then they come the next game and they're, they're like laying an egg. Land egg against teams that have struggled to even score against defense that don't play well. So, uh, mm-hmm. at, at some point, you need to have comfortable football. Like you know, at some point, we'll tackle this as a true topic on on this show because I got a ton to say. But in a era, in this era, quote unquote, where people are like loving these high flying offenses, I'm sorry. These teams that are one-sided with no defense, this shit is not gonna last. Long. <laughs> Once you are figured out, it's a wrap. Once teams realize how to stop you, it's a wrap. You need Bruh, to have a complete Bruh. team, and you guys are close to that.
2: Did you read the train? That was so frustrating. Did you read the show description? Oh no, I did. I did I'm sorry. I've been working. It, it, it. See, see, one of the things I said was, I'd probably hear the Seahawks showing the NFL that defense really will win a championship.
3: Uh-oh. Okay. Tonight
0: it is, it, then.
2: It. My apologies, Because, you know, we are, we, I mean, it's to piggyback off what you're saying is this league got all high up on the Saints and the Rams and the Chiefs and all these high flying. Pat Mahomes and Drew Brees, which we love Drew Brees. Let's not get it twisted, but, you know, all 50-point games, 45-point games, 30-point blowouts. And then Dallas shows up says, uh-uh, hold on one second. Slap New Orleans around. Sent the message. Did the Bears show up? Hold up a second. And, by the way, we're going to talk about your Bears, man, but I don't want to see y'all in the playoffs, bro. I'm (laughs) I'm doing serious, man. You're the only team in the NFC I don't want to see. I don't mind seeing any other team. I do not want to see you guys. I mean, I'll I'll take it. If that's the way it ends up, then that's going to be one hell of a Madden voice. But, man, but we'll get to that in a second. But then the Bears slap the Rams around. Then we see the Ravens almost, and that game's actually on uh, NFL Network right now, Replay the Ravens almost... The Ravens have a really good defense. That's what I'm screaming. You know, we see the Seahawks.
4: Their defense is really good. Yeah.
2: Then we see now the Seahawks defense looking like the old days with other than Bobby Wagner names, we really don't know. But they just crushed Minnesota last night. Crushed them. And it's like, all of a sudden, kind of where Train was going, and I'm going to let Train jump back in and keep going with his train of thought. But just to, to finish mine, now, all of a sudden, we're starting to see that the teams that are showing that they can run the ball and, and have good defense and all of a sudden becoming the teams that people are fearing. Even Stephen A. Smith, even Stephen A. Smith, who I, you know, could really give two craps what he says, but even he on his top five today, top five NFL teams. Guess what two teams he had in his top five? That would be the Bears and the Cowboys. Because the Bears beat the Rams and the Cowboys beat the Saints. And he said, I can't put the Rams and the Saints in my top five after they lost to the Bears and the Cowboys. He said, I can't do that. And he hates the Cowboys. So, yeah, they're, 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 our teams are sending message. Go ahead, Train. I mean, I don't know if I left you any meat on that bone, but go ahead, man. Talk about
3: your <laughs> written, man. Go ahead and be happy with you know. Damn, man. Damn. It, it, look, man, that victory was amazing. And, and since since we on the topic, I will I, I will I will in, include it all. What I needed people to, to to understand, like, and and you know when I was defending, when I was sort of quote unquote, you know, we were making a pick last week, and I wanted to hear you guys take, and I got it. You know, and and I heard what what Jay said, and I heard what K-Star said. I mean, T.U.'s on my side. But, you know, I had watched my team. You know, and maybe I watched a few games, but I had seen what my defense was, like, capable of, you know, and and how they had played and how actually – how really strong our secondary is. Like, on some teams, when a defense is good, they tend to be really, really good up front, so the secondary doesn't get exposed get exposed. And honestly, I've seen that defense. We had that type of defense before. We had that defense on the Lovey Smith. With the exception of Charles Tillman and Mike Brown, you know, uh, Mike Brown got injured. We he, he couldn't see, he, he didn't stay with the team really much after his first four years. He couldn't stay healthy. So all we had was Charles Tillman, and he was just very damn good at punching the ball out. You can catch it, but you're not going to keep it. But to actually have a secondary that's batting down passes, knocking passes up in the air, reading the quarterback and getting to the ball, breaking on balls so they can actually get pick six and not just pop up balls to get intercepted. Dude, that's a different secondary. We have a secondary that literally made Jared Goff hold that ball. His first read was not there all night. No, you can't have your first read. You might get your second if you have time. Dude, that's a legit defense. That means that the, the, the pass rush and the defense are playing hand-in-hand. Hand. You know, with Dallas, you saw the same – you saw pretty much the same thing, And they are definitely just ferocious up front. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not Lawrence, it's Randy Gregory. If not, either one of them, two, it's somebody that I'm not familiar with. But I know they're led by Rob Marinelli, so I already know what that looks like when it's running like a well-oiled machine. Simply put, man, you know, I I hadn't had the opportunity, but I was going to go back and really just look at the Rams and the Saints' schedule and see what honest and true defenses they played. And I don't see any. I mean, from from what I've, you know, I don't remember them playing from what I've seen from what I've known from the latest part season. Definitely with the Rams, I paid more close attention to them because I knew we played them. But they had to outscore and really it buy a shitload of points. Almost every single opponent. People were like, Oh, they're leading the leading scoring. You're damn right they're leading the leading because they can't stop anybody. You know? Yeah, they got splash players like uh like Aaron Donald. But then that's kinda it. You know, he makes that couple that one or two splash defensive plays and then they're able to pull it out, you know, by seven points, maybe 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 two maybe two scores, somewhere between ten, 10 to fourteen. And every once in a while, if they get a really bad team. It, it's, you know, it's lights out. But to come up against a real defense, defense that has a pass rush, a defense that won't allow you to run and run the ball, then you have to get a little bit more creative. And this playoffs features will feature three teams in the NFC that will make you change your entire game plan, throw it out the window before the first quarter's over. With. Just saying. And 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 back to my pair. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. What let me tell you something. T, I, I, I said it as soon as y'all won that game. No, I didn't pick y'all. I didn't like the way it, I, one, I didn't know your defense was capable of doing that. I knew you had a D, but I knew it was capable of doing that. <laughs> what you did to the Saints. I gotta go back two weeks. But I also didn't know what Dak would do with Amari. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, but even in that game, Dak had to really take, still take care of the ball. It was one of those, quote, unquote, kind of ugly wins because yet and still the, the Saints still had a, had a chance at the end, but that defense never stopped playing. Whole full 60 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what Chicago did. Whole full 60 minutes. Defense plays like that, able to cover up your your young quarterback mistakes, man, you're in trouble if your quarterback ever figures it out. Yeah, and lastly yeah, um, and, and I'll mention this one last yeah. thing. If these if some of these analysts and some of these damn fans don't stop making excuses talking about the damn weather, look here, man. Let me let me all let me help y'all understand something about Chicago. First of all, a team gets how many home games? Eight. <laughs> Guess how many home games that we play in the cold, four, at most, okay? Because a lot of home games are early on. It doesn't really get cold until November. You know what I'm saying? And even then, in November, it's still maybe close to the close to the 50s. All football players can play in that weather. All of them can, okay? So yes, the game is the game is below 30. These ain't no babies. These ain't high school kids that need to stay warm. These cats getting paid millions of dollars. I don't want to hear that bullshit about it's too cold. By the time, by the time one quarter is up, you sweating, you warmed up, your adrenaline is going. The Rams got their ass whooped. They got punched in the motherfucking mouth and didn't know how to handle it. And, and I appreciate Todd Gurley basically saying this, we got smashed. Simply put, McVay, yep, humble pot, that's how he put it. And I told y'all, I don't know if I said it last week, I know I saw a coming. McVeigh named 10 of Chicago's 11 starters. 10. But he left out one dude. And that one dude reminded him on that safety who he was. There he go. Dude, we have 11. <laughs> we have 11 legit. Yeah. Bring a game. That's
2: pretty good to you got fans. You got fans in your team that don't know ten starters like that. You <laughs> could name them and, and and describe their tendencies. I was very impressed with that.
0: It was, but yes, it,
2: it was impressive. But a couple of things. Um, you're right, but let's let's be clear though. It, it, not right now. It ain't. But December, it, it does get cold, and that cold does matter. I get it. They getting paid. They know. They they got plenty of equipment. But let's not, let's not fake the funk, bro. It gets cold. When you're out there playing, you, you don't really notice. But when you got to go wait on the sideline, you got to find them heaters. Your body starts to get cold. You know, it, 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 so it does matter. But is that why the Rams lost? Oh, hell no. No, they lost because they got punched in the mouth. You're absolutely right. That's not why they lost. But the cold, it, cold is cold, bro. I know you're a big Chicago fan and all that. Mhm. That shit cold, man. No. But that ain't why no, the lost. they, they lost. That, and that, that's they got,
3: my they whole got point. In the mouth. And, and that that was my whole point because it's not like right. all the it's not like the the players we have this year have been on the Bears team for years. This is Khalil Mack's first year. He he's not been used to playing in his cold. I would say advantage Chicago. We have to practice outside, so this is the weather that we would end up practicing in. So yeah, we'll get a little bit more prepared, but that's not why they lost. Just don't tell me that's oh that's why they lost. It's it's it's, it's cold.
0: Really? <laughs>
2: no. No, 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 no. That's damn disrespectful, no, 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 no. man. That's not no, disrespectful. No no. 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 no, 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 You you listen, like I like I said, I don't want to go to Soldier Field and play you. I I I I like I like a game in in Arlington. Um, I'm okay with if y'all had to come to Arlington. I think I think it'll be a good game and. I think you know we we got a chance. Your defense is stout. Our defense is stout. Uh, you've got some things on offense. You know we're we're very similar. I think I think mm-hmm. my running back's a little bit better. And yes, I, think, I agree. Uh, Amari's rapid and Amari's starting to really develop into. You know I, I think we got a little bit of an edge with Amari and Zeke. Um, I think quarterbacks are about a wash. Both our quarterbacks have a high you know a high peak, but. It, we make mistakes. You know, Trubisky makes mistakes. Dak mm-hmm. makes mistakes, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, I think your D is probably maybe just a half a notch better. Um, mm-hmm. you know, our defense is pretty stout, but you, you know, we, we saw Dallas in the fourth quarter. We saw Philly get into rhythm, start getting some ball moving, getting some points. So, you know, for three quarters, Philly didn't know what to do. And in that last quarter, they started, they started making th- I got to give Philly credit. Um, you know, I, I get annoyed because Eagles fans to me are terrible. They
0: mm-hmm.
2: The Eagles fans are not good sports at all. They want to. They want to blame the opening kickoff. They want to blame the pass interference. It's a. It was a 68 minute game, and you want to pick two plays and blame those two plays and say the Cowboys, you know, the refs and and the Eagles. Got robbed. You gave up 10 catches for 217 yards and three touchdowns to Amari Cooper. That's why you lost. Okay? Period. End of discussion. I don't want to hear nothing else. But that said, them damn Eagles didn't. They didn't quit. They fought. I saw mega heart every time I thought, yep, we just put them away. Another touchdown. It's over. They came back and came back. And And kudos to Jason Garrett who I have not been kind to this year on this show. But fourth and one in overtime, in field goal range, nine out of ten head coaches are going to kick the three and hope to keep the other team out of the end zone um, in overtime. And Garrett went for it, which, and really, to be honest, you need to thank Jerry Jones because there was a game about six weeks ago. Garrett didn't go for it. Jerry Jones comes out and says, um, uh, you know, uh, that position I might have gone for. And ever since then, Jason Garrett's like, oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Fine. Now he goes for it all the time, even in his own territory. You know, it, I don't care. Fourth down, I'm going for it. I give Garrett a lot of credit. I give the team credit because they converted. And that won the game right there because it kept the clock running. And, you know, even if they hadn't scored that touchdown – you really weren't gonna leave Philly a lot of time uh, to come back and even tie the game. So I give I give Garrett a lot of credit for that fourth down. But Philly, as much as I hate your fans, I gotta give the team I gotta take my hat off. That team fought this is kind of what I was saying on Facebook to different people that were kinda of coming at me, like, Listen, how can you disrespect such a great game where two teams, two rivals fought for sixty eight minutes? And one team just fell short, not through lack of effort. It just, they just weren't the better team on that one day. Why do you disrespect the game by trying to minimize it on two plays um, and say that's why you lost? How do you disrespect an entire game like that? I just, you know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But kudos to Philly for fighting and, and really coming back in the fourth quarter um, and making it a game. And, you know, man, that, that was one hell of a game. But um, I would be remiss if I didn't say.
0: How about you, Goward? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, I would be remiss. And um, while while I'm on the top. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, um, good,
0: ahead, go ahead.
2: And,
3: go and what I wanted to add is like, you know, K star that's I guess it's kinda well, I was kinda oh well, I was definitely only like a week ago when you was kept praising Mahomes and I was like, K star he needs to take care of the ball. He's like, Nah, he do for such and such like nah, he still needs to take care of the ball. I don't know if you remember, bro, and you should not forget, your team your team won championships with good defense. It's it's great that you can move the ball. It's it's great that you got you know you know, a good quarterback, good running back, good rivalry, you have your trio. But bro, you they win the win the game with good defenses, man. Defenses still controls. I don't care how high fine <clears> <throat> the offense is. When she hit the fan, if you can't run the ball and play defense you're not, you're not winning the Super Bowl, man. The I mean, role there is not easy. I don't think you, you have to be able to do both. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. For me, it was
4: what you have is what you have, right? With the Chiefs, you have an offensive team. You're going to rely on more volume. You're going to rely on, you know, more uh, higher upside risky plays because you need to make up for your lack of defense. Um, you need to try to get ahead of the team to at least mm-hmm. – at minimum, put your own defense in a situation to where, okay, well, now we just have to pass rush. Kind of like the Colts for a long time with Peyton Manning, it was, okay, well, if we get up quickly, at least we have Freeney and Mathis go after the quarterback, even though we're not very talented elsewhere. So, I mean, it definitely depends on on um, team construction. Like, yeah, the Bears, the Cowboys, they're a good spot because they can really – and this is the team the, team the Steelers had uh, during the Super Bowl – Uh, teams that they had in 08 and 05 was a team that can do either or, that can slow it down and play a grinded-out game because of their defense, and running game, but also have the offensive capacity to play, um, you know, in a higher scoring setting if given uh, those terms within the game. Not ideal, but having a quarterback, having the receivers capable of putting up points uh, if need be. And so I think the Cowboys and Bears are really um, are in a good spot because, as you observed earlier, the Steelers defense we don't have we can't rely on them to to be that steady rock for uh, for the Steelers. We have to rely on our offense to do the heavy lifting.
2: Yeah, and I think I think the fact that we're this late in the year and teams are still struggling against the Cowboys. The Bears, you know, we saw it last night against the Seahawks. Um, you know, the high powered Chiefs. I don't wanna say they struggled, but certainly it was a battle. You know, it was a battle. It was, you know, it, you know, it was a close tight game and we've seen the Chiefs, you know, come in and Mollywap teams and they didn't you know, the Ravens D clamped down and said, you know, they were kinda of bend, don't break. And I think it's gonna be interesting. As we get into the playoffs, assuming, you know, the teams that we kind of see shaping up are the ones that are going to be in the playoffs. Um, you know, Dallas goes in, and, and you know, right now it looks like they'd be facing the the Seahawks again. You know, so so what did we learn? They played the beginning of the season, but that was a, that was a, that was a freaking a season ago. So you know, now what happens? You know, the Bears. Um, you know, play the Vikings. So now let's just say the Cowboys and the Bears both win. And now we've got to go, one of us got to go play the Rams and one of us got to go play the Saints. Now it's on, right? Because now, now, exactly what Train and I are talking about, you know, the, the juggernaut defenses with offenses that can get it done, but the offense isn't the juggernaut, but they can get it done too, going up against a team with, okay, defense, but a juggernaut offense. And now that they've had time, you know, and I mean realistically, you know, it, it, it's not a bit of a stretch, and I don't really like getting too much in the playoffs. This you know, we still got three more games to play. But for conversation purposes, it's not a stretch that the Cowboys couldn't end up playing the Saints and the Bears couldn't end up playing the Rams in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Not a stretch. And both games Take it further.
3: Take it one step further. I know where you're will going be
2: an issue. Other mm-hmm. wouldn't be, and so both games would be rematches. And so now, do these superpower offenses? Do they have now? They, got, you know, did they figure it out? Do you, are they gonna come in with something different that Dallas and or Chicago isn't ready for? And can Dallas and Chicago adjust? That's where you get into the just match of football. And man, that I mean, again, we're talking January. We're talking. You know, a good four or five weeks down the road, but it's just intriguing to see the possibilities begin to shape up. It's intriguing. So, um, I thought you were gonna you, go a I, step further than that. What was
3: that? I said, I thought you was gonna take it one step further than that.
2: Now, I don't want to go that far yet, train. I, I, I <laughs> man,
3: let's,
2: let's not go there just yet. Let's, let's.
3: It's it's that's intriguing though, right? It's, I mean, it's realistic but, though. Man. It's it's not man. realistic man. though. I mean, what I mean, what is? No, no. It is realistic though. It really is realistic. That that had to be the case. All the football Definitely. world would be in such a turmoil.
0: <laughs> if,
2: if Dallas has to travel to uh, Soldier Field for the conference championship game. Oh yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. These well, what not I mean, know What do with, with
0: right. Man, oh man. <laughs>
2: Man, oh man, I gotta tell you, man. That, that's when Train and I like take our gloves off, man. I'm gonna talk about his mama. He gonna talk about my mama. boy, <laughs> it's gonna get ugly. Um, yeah. But you know, you try not to. You know, we still gotta clinch our divisions and you know, you know, get our seating right. I mean, like I said, in all honesty, I'm hoping for the three seed. I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's likely. Um, but it would be nice. But. You know, we got to go play a Colts team that's looking like they got something for us, so we'll see. Um, But I I did want to ask you about the New England game and, you know, both of you guys, kind of your thoughts on the Miami Miracle. And, you know, I've I've seen a lot of discussion about it and different people being blamed, Belichick being blamed, uh, Gronkowski. Being blamed, um, you know, is there blame to go along here? Um, you know, are we seeing? You know, I mean, let's let's be honest here. I I I, I know k Star likes to give me a hard time about my Brady predictions, but you know, Brady isn't really quite Brady this season. He hasn't really been Brady Brady like he's been good Brady, but he hasn't been Hall of Fame Brady. He hasn't been MVP, Brady. You know, like, he's been, okay, yeah, good. You know, good enough to win games. And, you know, he's been good Haven't like, been great. And I'm just – I don't know. Well, you know, I guess that's a separate question. Um, but I guess going back to the Miami Miracle, I don't know who wants to go first. But, you know, is, is that just a fluke and you just move on from it? Or – you know, there's a Miami Hex here. There's something going on with this team in Miami. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I've done enough talking. What do you guys think?
3: Okay, sorry, give it a shot.
4: You know, um, well, first of all, Brady had a really good game. Uh, the offense certainly wasn't to blame. Brady threw three, maybe four. Four touchdowns, one of his better games this season, to your point, which, I mean, expect that from Brady each and every week. However, they played really well. Gronkowski even had, um, and he's had back issues this whole season, his first 100-yard game of the year. Um, You know, but this was a game that they should have won. And, frankly, I think it's a game that, do me wrong, I jumped out of my seat at that ending. It was insane. I couldn't believe, like, you know, we've always seen teams usually at the end of the game, you know, do that backyard football routine where they're tossing the ball around. is usually just entertaining, and it typically, you know, fizzles out and and looks terrible toward the end. uh, almost ultimately fails, and this kind of worked, and it was insane. But, like, you know, I don't think you blame anyone. I think it was just an anomaly. You know, that doesn't really happen. And I understand our people are coming at Belichick um, for having Gronk back there, but, you know, Let's, let's face it, You know they've they've had Gronkowski in that situation time and time again over the years. This isn't the first time the Patriots were up on a team, and a team was in a situation where they may throw a Hail Mary um, or do what they just did this, this previous Sunday. I think to look at it and try to cast blame on the Patriots is pretty hindsight analysis. I think that's a little foolish because, again, they've done – I've been in this situation many times before. Gronkowski's bad adult balls down at the end zone many times before. Um, and this time it just didn't work out. So, you know, it, of course, this me the one time we talk about it. We don't talk about those other times that Gronkowski back there. So I think people are just overreacting. <clears throat> um, and I know they're embarrassed, New, New England is, but, you know, um, they should have won that game. We all know that.
3: I'll put it to you this way: Coaches coach, players play. Uh, yes, there is someone to blame. Eleven players on the field, eleven players on defense. Just need to make one tackle. You got the game in the bag. Just, just make one tackle. All I know is, you gotta have, you gotta put everything out there, all effort, to make sure something like that doesn't happen. I mean, they are. Pitching the ball back for crying out loud, and like you stated, that is something that never ever really works. And the reason why it works, guys, put it. Hey, you you still have to play till that whistle is done, and get this play over with so you can get out of here with this win. And at the end of the day, I, I put that on. I put that on the players, man. Make that tackle, make a play. has got out of bounds. You ain't even got to tackle him. Just get him out of bounds. It's been forever on the sideline. And yet, they let him get it all the way down the end zone. It's on the players. I don't, I don't fault Belichick for trying to be prepared for all scenarios. He's been doing well at, well at that all the years. The reason, reason why he's one of the best coaches, not the best coach in the league. So, yeah. The players, and they all would be embarrassed.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, train. Uh you know, you know, again, having played some football in my life, some organized football in my life. I mean, you know, you you, you have one job, keep keep the keep them out of the end zone. Okay? this is the last play of the game. And um knowing Felicek <clears throat> and of all coaches I'm sure this was something. I'm sure they practiced it another thousand times this week since it happened, but I'm sure it's something that they give, you know, a reasonable amount of time to. And, um, you know, for someone to, you know, for no one to make the final tackle is inexcusable. You're a better coach team than that, you know. And, and you know, but I do think, man, there's something in their head now. I mean, Miami just keeps beating them in Miami. It <clears throat> just keeps happening. You know, it ain't a fluke when it keeps happening. And then I watched a good amount of this game and you know, Miami just kept coming, you know? So, um yeah. Um so anyway, all right. Enough about that. Um <laughs> All right. K star, do you got something for us? You got did you do your segment or did you did you lax again?
4: Nah, man. That's no for me tonight. Um, actually, real talk, real talk. Uh, to be honest, I almost not was not able. I actually had a working situation tonight myself where I almost was unable to make the show, but luckily I was able to get out just in time. It was a crazy night. Okay, thank you. All right.
0: Okay.
2: Um, so you know we had Peon versus versus Phenom and Bonafide versus Bonafront. So I'll just say that the Phenom and the bona fide one is Commissioner T, me, because I won both <laughs> of my fantasy football games. And I'm advancing to the to the semifinals in both leagues. And I'll also note that there we talk about the Cowboys and the Bears meeting in the conference championship. Hell, it could be Commissioner T and Monsters <laughs> of Midway
0: meeting
2: in fantasy football championships.
3: I had to tweak that one out, man. I had to pull that one out at the end. That was yeah, rough you, that out, bro.
2: <laughs> you eat that one out, man, I, oh my God, <laughs> I my other losses, man. one two point losses, and you look at your lineup, you look at someone that you could have played, and oh man, that's the worst that is the worst,
0: yeah, boy.
3: I was. Oh, Guys, I was headed to the car and I was just like, "All right, Stephon Diggs, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna, I, I wasn't even gonna listen to that last play." And I was like, "I thought I was done." I was like, "Minnesota ain't been able to do do nothing, and I just need you to make one nice catch, and that'd be damn dangerous, score a touchdown."
2: And he was involved in well, getting I'll, it downfield. I'll tell you, well, in the, in the NBX league, I mollywapped whoever I played. I think I doubled their points. Like that wasn't even a game. That was that was over before it started um but in in our league EAFL league um they had Kyle, whoever i played had uh Kyle Rudolph and at the end of the third quarter i i checked and i was still up by 12 points and Minnesota hadn't done nothing so i felt pretty good that i was going to mm-hmm. win and then i'm watching like you know after that uh it got to 21- and then Minnesota got the ball and then they kept, they kept playing. I'm like, ain't this going to be something if Rudolph becomes like the key target because <laughs> Seattle's playing the ball, he starts making catches and it ends up, you know, getting, you know, yards and a touchdown enough to, to make up those 12. I, you know, I, I don't know if he, if he could have, but I started getting nervous then because Seattle started playing a little soft and then here comes, Minnesota moving a ball like they wanted to get a touchdown just just for their own, whatever whatever fucking reason they wanted to get a touchdown. I don't know. But they've got a touchdown. You know, let's go get a touchdown. The game's over. You can't even get a touchdown yeah. and an onside kick because cause, cause you fumbled damn far. So the game's over. So kneel on it. Let's get out of here. But no. So yeah, I was getting a <laughs> little out of there. But um, so yeah. So Bonafide and Phenom is Commissioner T. Because I won both my games, I'm going into the semifinals in both leagues, and I'm gonna. I have never won both championships in the same season. I've won both championships, but not the oh. same. Now, Trent, you know I won twice or just once. I think I've won twice, right?
3: Once.
2: You sure it's just one? Yeah, I'm sure. You I'm sure I'm not a two-time you. champion? I promise you. I don't know, man. <laughs>
0: Just
3: saying, yeah, You know, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna get on you too hard, Cage Dog. But you know, we go through another week. We won't get bonafide bonafraid. No, no,
0: no, 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 no,
3: no, no. And, oh, and, I'm and Bears. Over, i was about to
4: jump back in. I was about to jump back in, actually. You know, I don't know Sunday what I gotta do, out. man. All right, I <laughs> like, man, I mean, I've watched that Sunday Night game. I don't really need too much preparation. I thought what? the Bears did on defense. Um, you know, I actually want to give it to uh, uh, he, He's a little I don't want to say he's unsung But he he doesn't get the credit I think he might deserve Akeem um, Hicks Really good rushing the passer I mean, the hell they use him as In the fridge role uh, A week ago Or maybe it was two weeks ago I think it was uh, Versus the Giants uh, When he had a fullback dive for a touchdown But he uh, had a sack last uh, A couple nights ago Sunday night um, You know I could bring up Eddie Jackson, but that's boring at this point. You know, uh, Eddie Jackson's been an absolute animal. But Keem Hicks, holding it down up front alongside, of course, Khalil Mack. And the Bears defense, you know, obviously they're bona fide. And honestly, Train, got to give you respect, I thought it would be a little boring over the past previous, you know, three or four weeks to even put the Bears on bona fide because we know they're bona fide. At least I have. I mean, we, we've we all known that's a bona fide defense. Me, I just felt like I'd be, you know, uh, Stroking on your ego and singing singing the chorus and things you already know to be true. But um yeah, the defense, uh yeah, it is cold outside. wonder's here, so you're right.
3: Hey man, I just I, I just want some love. I've seen y'all praise other whole teams, other individual players. You know. If we do right. it consistently, I I feel like that's what gets you on on bottom five. I know P. and and, and P. On is like that weekly thing, but your segment is like, oh, this is for real. This for is real. consistent. Yeah. Hey, you called out Patrick Mahomes at the beginning of the season, bona fide, and he has not let you down one single week nope. whether that team has won or lost. So when you say, boy. oh, it's consistency, well,
0: yeah, bro, yes,
3: I'm expecting to hit your segment <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I'm expecting it to be on there.
2: Did y'all see that no look yeah. pass? Small. I'm still looking yeah. for
3: that. I am still looking for that highlight.
2: Oh, oh dude. You, you haven't seen that?
3: No, yeah, uh, yeah, Eric Johnson saying, would be
2: proud. Oh, Magic yeah. Johnson would be proud, man. That, that's one of the. That's one of the most unbelievable pass plays I've ever seen. When did when did right. he do it in the game? Ah, did y'all know, oh,
3: man. Just
4: Google. It's, it's just gotta, in the highlight. I want to say. I okay. think it was in the third or fourth.
2: Yeah, go to YouTube, man. Just put Mahomes no look pass. Right. I bet it pops right up. I got to teach you about the yeah, internet. Yeah, we're Google that. I got to teach you about the internet. Don't do that. Don't do that.
5: Don't
3: <laughs> do that. It's damn disrespectful. Yeah.
2: yeah, I know it is. Oh, my gosh. I know it is. It's a shame. It's a damn shame. Um, and can I get honorable mention to my boy Dak Prescott? Can I get honorable mention? Because you don't know, want to give
4: it to. Amari Cooper, he's already on a bona fide, though, but you know how I feel about Amari. But, yeah, Dak played his – that was what Dak, – maybe Dak's best game ever, from a yardage standpoint anyway, and from, I think well, a completion standpoint, I think right? it was
2: his best game ever, but I'm not even – I'm not talking about stat. Actually, it was the first time in Cowboy history that we had a 400-yard passer, a 200-yard receiver, and a 100-yard rusher. First time in Dallas Cowboy Ooh, history. But, but, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that he threw two interceptions and fumbled the ball and kept fighting. Like, yeah. Pretty. His, really. his, his yeah, yeah, his composure under adversity in only his third season. Like, Romo didn't get there until like seven, eight seasons. Then I started seeing Romo, like, fight back. But Romo was like, like that guy who would go sit on the bench looking like Cam Newton. Is Tom Brady. The number two is Dak Prescott. That's another conversation for another day. Uh, my point is, can my boy get honorable mention for the way he fought back? Two interceptions, and one was just one, one, yeah, one you know, he just overthrew. Gallup was wide open. He just threw it way over his head, interception. The first, first one to Amari Cooper, the guy made a nice play. I can't even hate on you know, that. The dude in Philly they just made a nice read. And picked him off because that was a touchdown and he just made a nice read. But that second one was just terrible. Oh, and he overthrew Gallup a couple of times. Gallup's wide open, like touchdown, like could to have Yeah. He wide open. And then he fumbled, he's been fumbling That a
4: monster of a oh, game. I saw a few of those. Like,
2: those dude, yeah, man, go get them damn hand grips, man, and strengthen your hands, cause why the hell do you keep fumbling, bro? But yeah. Yeah, he's got so a fumble, fumble problem. Back, seven, he got a fumble problem but he comes back in the fourth quarter 17 for 20 243 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter like i was like i gotta give him i gotta give him credit i i'm still on the fence about him as a long-term guy but i gotta tell you man the way he fought through adversity in a game that i've seen this team lose in the past i've seen games just like this and they end up losing and they didn't lose this one. So I just want you know, but I agree with the Bears, man. The Bears should get the bona fide, Penom and any other any other um greatness award. They they earned it. I mean, train, man. You 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 know, I don't know who should be happier, me or you. Um, probably you. <laughs> I'm not I'm not this ain't meant to be a dig. I think you've been out of prosperity a little bit longer than I have.
0: Yes. So mm-hmm.
2: so I think you probably should be a little happier because at least I had a winning record last year. I was in the playoffs the year before. Um, you guys have gone through some stuff. Um, you know, had a couple coaches in there, coaches in there since Levy that didn't know what the hell they was doing and, you know, injuries and, you know, didn't didn't have to deal with that Aaron Rodgers in your division. And, um, man, I know I must feel
0: good,
2: man. I know you just must be sitting back like,
3: yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they say that phrase, they give you that phrase, like, you know, act like you've been there before. Yeah, I'm going to act like I haven't been there say
0: before. Say
3: that again. Okay. okay. They, say they give you that phrase until you say, act like you've been there before. Yeah, that ain't me. That ain't me. I don't know how to act like that. I don't know how to act like I've been there before.
0: <laughs>
3: I, I, I ain't seen my team consistently Amen. play. I ain't been there before. Hey, I don't know it. I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> you gotta have fun. You
0: gotta have yeah.
3: fun. Yeah, I'm walking around all day. at work with all bears going on, I can't get a Rams person to walk up to me and say nothing. And I'm in LA. I tell you, boy, they they <laughs> hide. They hiding, man. They hiding. Oof.
2: Well, and I tell you, if I was gonna give a peony award out, it'd be to the Philadelphia Eagles fans, and not because I hate the Eagles. I do hate the Eagles because they're rivals. But, man, it's just the way they just can't just take a loss. You know, I've had – I've been, hey, man, last year, y'all went to the Super Bowl. You know, y'all didn't hear me coming over here making excuses, talking shit. I was ragging my team. Matter of fact, I said I'm not – I said after they won the Super Bowl with their backup quarterback, I don't want to hear no more excuses from my team. That's what I said, you know. But these damn Eagles fans, you know, you, you just – you just can't accept the fact that I know you hate the Cowboys. I get it. I get it. And you should. But you lost. Okay? And you didn't lose because of the fumble in the beginning of the game. You didn't lose because of the pass interference penalty. You lost because you let Amari Cooper shit all over your secondary. That's why you <laughs> And you know, and let me and let me just say this too, man. I've had T.O. on the Cowboys. I've had Des Bryant on the Cowboys. Um, T.O.'s O's top five all-time wide receiver. Period. Anybody's list. You name five, you're talking Jerry Rice. You're talking Randy Moss. Um, and it's arguable if you put Moss in. T.O. a lot of people would. I personally wouldn't because I've seen Moss take plays off, and I've never seen T.O. take a play off. So I would take T.O. over Randy Moss, but then on the other hand, Randy Moss is, you know, just a phenom, so it kind of balances. But my point is this. When you look at all-time great, T.O. is in that conversation. Period. When you look at all-time great cowboy ride receivers, Dez Bryant is in that Conversation. He ain't played long enough and done enough to be an all-time great, but he's an all-time cowboy. But Amari Cooper's hands—the dude doesn't drop a thing. I haven't seen hands like this in a long time. I don't know if I—I I think Michael Irvin had pretty good hands, and Amari Cooper got better hands than Michael Irvin. He might have the best hands of any number one wide receiver in cowboy history. And then we start talking. Uh, NFL wide receivers, you know, Stefan Diggs has some pretty good hands. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald has great hands. Chris Carter was known for having great hands. Watch Amari Cooper's hands. He doesn't drop a thing. I, 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 and I'm not used to that. I'm used to Yeah, they going to drop a few. That's what they do.
0: And this guy comes and he don't drop that I, I I'm, I'm man. What? But that's I what I think the.
3: I was gonna say I think, I think the greatest the greatest thing you the the, the one of the Amari Cooper's best abilities that, that I think will play more into Dak Prescott's favor and I think just listening to a I was talking to a Dallas Cowboy fan today, one of my coworkers. And um he said something, I was like, you know what, that's probably why there's Brian and and, and what's and, the and and uh Prescott did not uh just connect like you would think they connect because uh, Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the league, man. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the main reason why he went over—I mean, we chose Kevin White, but that's the reason why he was the first, was top receiver chosen off the off the board at number six overall. Right. They do come on routes absolutely. really well. I think that feed, that is more beneficial to Dak than someone like Des Bryant, who's more of a fifty-fifty ball person. You know what I'm saying, and then does have the tendency to get the drops when he does beat his man. Um, but I, to, to me, when I when I hear that, you know what I'm saying, it's come from a guy who keeps up with Dallas as well. I was like, hmm, that might have been the reason why they didn't click as well. I think he definitely may have something with this connection, and it allows other receivers who you know who puts more focus on their routes and getting over with your routes. I think it just plays. More favorable to uh, the way Dak plays. Dak is looking for the open man. Yes, you want the security blanket, but you need the open man.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: so know, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know your friend, but it's been talked about on on TV quite a bit. You know, uh, uh, Cooper's the fact that he has the ability to run a crisp route and to, and to make separation. And Des is more of a fifty-fifty guy. And he needs someone like a Romo or even a Drew Brees that can throw him open. And Dak hasn't matured to that. Don't know if he ever will, to be honest, but at this point, that's not his strength. He's not going to throw you open where, you know, Cooper will get open because of his ability to run a crisp route and his ability to, um, you know, create separation. He understands leverage. He understands, you know, he, you know, he had to go to Dak and say, listen, we need to run a different route on this play you just called. We can't keep doing the same thing. And Dak listened to him, and they scored. Okay? So I absolutely, absolutely agree with that, that, um, you know, that's going to be a, 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 moving forward. That's going to be very positive. And the other thing that is helpful for Dak is that Amar Cooper isn't a diva. He's humble. You know where you know. If, if, so if you don't hit him, or if you don't throw it to him, he's not going to come back in. He's not going to make antics on the sideline. You know, he, he's just not that kind of person. Which is, I think, which allows that to lead the team. Yeah, it's one last thing he got to worry about. It is somebody's temperament. And while Des was great, he also came with some baggage.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So, so real quick on Amari Cooper, I just want to say that. um I'm just smiling seeing him play so well. I loved him <laughs> at Alabama. Loved him at Alabama. Obviously, I was really big in that trade. It wasn't popular. I was. I mean, when I watched Mark Cooper because I've just been a fan of his, so I kept close tabs on him at Oakland. I'm telling you, he got open a lot. And like I think one of the stats he used earlier this year, after that trade, was Mark Cooper actually led, according to next-gen stats at the time, led the NFL an average. Um, Target your average separation yard separated from the defensive back uh, when targeted by a pretty good margin. And for me, you know, um, and this backs up train's point too, and that you know, it's awesome that deck has a guy that actually creates separation rather than a 50 50 guy because that's just it's easier for the quarterback anyway, and that just seems to be the receiver where the receivers are going these days. Um, but for me, yeah, what set Amari Cooper apart and what's been his bread and butter is his route running and his ability to uh create yards after the catch and uh it's just awesome finally seeing him his potential be unlocked in, in Dallas. So uh, I'm a huge Amari Cooper fan. It's just awesome to watch him play and play so well.
2: You know, and he leaves the NFL um in receptions and yards since joining Cowboys in that time, that five, six weeks time. Um but, you know, I think one other thing we could touch on um quickly or well, I guess whatever my time ha- I do not want to touch on it, but, um, you know, what does it say about Oakland and John Gruden that he sends Khalil Mack away and Khalil Mack goes to Chicago It really is the missing link, and now Chicago is really rounding into a playoff, about to win their division, playoff team, certainly starting to look like, you know, a team that can get some things done in the postseason. Same thing can be said for Amari Cooper, the missing link in Dallas, Now Dallas is rounding into a well-rounded team, starting to look like a team that can make some noise in the playoffs. You know, you can get rid of those two guys out. The guy who brought those two guys into Oakland, McKenzie, um, is is,
3: I saw that coming a long time
2: ago. Uh
3: Uh Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, T.
2: No, I was just saying saying general manager McKenzie just got fired uh-huh. They, they said he could stay till under the the year, but he's smart. Like for what? <laughs> you know, you know what, what for? Um, I think John Gruden. Uh, you know, here's my thought on it. Um, you know, they're paying you a lot of money, and, and you really are ripping this thing apart and trying to rebuild it. Personally, I don't think it's going to work. Now no. it's early. It's very early. And, you know, I'm not one to, I, you guys know how I am about well, jumping the guns too early on anything. But I, I, I think a character to me is a lot in in life, just in everything, character. And I don't like the lack of character I'm seeing when you're taking these superstars and shipping them around. These You know, look at what Khalil Mack is doing in Chicago. You know, he's arguably, this guy, you know, between him and Dallas. Oh, that's your defensive player of the year, okay? Look at what Cooper's doing in Dallas, okay? And, and you know, you make these deals thinking that these two teams aren't going anywhere, so maybe you'll get three picks in the top 15. Well, how's that working out for you? Not going to happen, bro. I, just, I got hey. a problem with it. I got a problem with it. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are on it, right? but I, I think the Raiders are going to be in for a world of hurt for the next few years.
3: I honestly think they are. Uh, when they hired John when they hired John Gruden, literally, I, I mean, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I know I definitely said it when they hired him. I was like, Reggie McKenzie's gone. I don't care what he does this year. I don't care what he doesn't do this year. He will not remain the GM. John Gruden uh, is the type of coach that when you hire, he wants control of all players. There's no way you're going to keep an actual GM around. And then when you read the article to talk about uh, they're going to go hire Someone, they say hire an executive, not another general manager, an executive. No one would be in control of that roster other than John Gruden. And not to necessarily duplicate everything you said, to but, you know, to send away two players like that, expecting these two teams not to do well, man, I hope we are the NFC championship game. All right? That means your pick is number... 28 or 29, and well, no, no, 29 and 30, and uh, 31 and
5: 32.
3: <laughs> you get two out of right. those four. <laughs> right. You get you get one in the 29-30 category, and you get one in the 30-31-32 category. Yeah, how you think? How you think your trades worked out for you? So you get your one pick in the top, in the first round, you know, early on. But you don't pick again; it might as well be second round only. <laughs> I'm loving it. Right. I'm loving it. He's yeah. about to look foolish. They talk about who won who won those trades, especially when the Khalil Mack trade was made. Who won the trade? One dude, I loved it when he said it. He said, "Man, this is not a debate. Chicago has already won this trade." <laughs> it's like this is this is a pass rusher in his prime. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we talking about who won in this in trade?
2: And all, all those morons. <laughs> that went out there and tweeted and posted and went on the talk shows and said, What is Dallas thinking giving up a first round draft pick for Amari Cooper? Uh, how you like me now? I'm getting busier. I'm double platinum. I'm watching you get busier. Like, you don't, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all of y'all know it all out there. All of y'all know it all out there. And guess what? That is it move, you know, honestly I don't know which move had a bigger impact but both of these moves done by the same team the Raiders have really escalated our two teams to be contenders and frankly you know, I think Mm -hmm. we're a couple of you know, if we can both win two out of our last three, they'll be talking about both of our teams as Super Bowl contenders Mm -hmm. it's no longer going to be, okay, get ready and it's going to be, it's already starting to happen no
3: they should be talking movies. about that now. No, I mean, you don't wait to the Rams in yeah. the,
2: the Saints, the Rams in the Saints, the Rams in the Saints. That's all everybody was talking about in the NFC. That was it. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, Bears mm-hmm. woke up and people are talking about the Bears, Cowboys. People are talking about the Cowboys. All of this is happening now. It's it's now all of a sudden it's like well you don't know now what's going to happen. This no. is wide the fuck open right now.
3: No. Loving it, man. Loving it.
2: Eat that humble yeah, pie. Man. Me too, Eat it. Me too. I just uh, speaking of, uh, eat think, it. I think it's time to get into the pick six, man. I think it's time, um, because I know there's some good games coming up this weekend. So, you are you are you ready, Doctor Train? I am ready, man. I am
3: ready. You know, let's I stay prepared. You know, it's, just, it's exciting end of the season, so everything matters, even when people think it don't matter. So recap of last week uh, uh, coming out as a winner of last week is yours truly Dr. Train with 5-1 you know what I'm saying getting the, the Bear pick the Colts pick and the Seahawks pick being the, the main three separators as we all went all in on the Chiefs we all went all in on Dallas and what the hell I would have been 6-0 oh if the dumbass Patriots could have made a tackle Really? <laughs> Jeez, killing me, PD. So T came in second at four and two. Little brother J, and k Star come in, died at three and three. Overall, T, you are still the leader by one. On J at fifty nine and twenty three, J's at fifty eight and twenty four. K stars at fifty six and twenty six. Train bringing up the rear at fifty and thirty two. It's time to gamble. I got three weeks. Hey,
2: three I'm weeks. sorry. I, I, I think I think my internet connection. Was 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 intermittent. Can you just remind <laughs> everyone who's in first place of Big <laughs> Six right now, exclusively on their own? Who's in first place right now?
3: T, you have it. You have it in okay, first place. I- Our own very own Commissioner T is tops in the Big Six.
2: Okay, that's that's what I thought I heard. But you know, the internet sometimes plays tricks on you. And I won both my fantasy football games. In case I didn't say that earlier in the in the show, but I throw that
3: out there too. But go ahead, right. Thanks. So so we're gonna kick off this This week. This is week uh week fifteen week fifteen. Oh my gosh, it's coming to an end, man. I'm gonna tell y'all my dilemma, my dilemma when I get to the closing remarks. This is this is very it's not a tough situation. It's gonna be just a very semi depressing situation, but I'll I'll get through it. But I'll let you know it is. So here we are. Week fifteen. Hey, we 15 stars early, man, with with the pick six on Thursday night with the Chargers versus Thursday
2: night, baby.
3: This is big. I need y'all to understand this is big. People are really, really high on the Chiefs, and I get it, man. Patrick Mahomes seems to always find a way. You know what I'm saying? I give the dude his props. He has the moxie. He has the it factor. It's the you got to get to this guy, else he will eat you alive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, The Chargers are coming on strong. You know what I'm saying? Yep, they're down. They may be down. They're two top running backs coming on strong. There are some holes in KC that can be taken advantage of. Can the Chargers play well enough to do it? Or would Kansas City go ahead and lock up the division with this win? If they win, the division is, is pretty much theirs. If they lose, the Chargers need some help. They got to have a better record than the Chiefs in order to win the division.
2: So Who's home?
3: Uh, the Chiefs are home was an arrowhead. K Star, we still staying sticking with the bonafide. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: He made his debut at San D- or uh, at Los Angeles week one. There was something special about him, just watching him and the way he uh, moved, move that offense. But, uh, at Kansas city. Yeah. I mean, that's just uh, the offense plays even better there, which is hard to imagine. And, uh, Still love him. I only think I I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure, i confident Melvin Gordon isn't playing from what I've heard. Uh don't know the status. Most up to recent status, but I, saw, I thought I heard earlier
3: that he was out. I guess we'll see. But I go I, both, either way, I like Kansas Melvin City. Gordon and, and Eckler will probably be out. The ball would be in just oh, wow. Jackson's hands. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But yeah, I like Kansas City for sure.
3: All right. T. Oh man. Um I know, right?
2: <laughs> you know, something keeps telling me that that Philip Rivers is really, you know, this is this is what I said um when they mm-hmm. beat the Steelers, you know, and I picked them to beat the Steelers and I just felt like maybe this time finally <clears throat> instead of fizzling out down the stretch like we've seen the Chargers do so many times. That they would, you know, start to win some of these games, and uh, several people have picked them as their Super Bowl um, team. And I know, you know, Gordon's out, and that's that's that that hurts. But um, man, I, you know, shit, I got a game up on everybody. I can gamble. I'm I'm, a, I'm gonna go with the upset. I am. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the veteran over the second year guy. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Chargers, man. Just something tells me. You know, I, I, something tells me that it's you know. Well, I know the Chiefs have been the team of the year, but you know, this is this is when this is when, as yeah, Bill Parcells says, you know, one of his videos. This is why he lifts all them weights, and all, you know, like this is the time of the year that the hottest teams produce, and just something tell, tells me that um, Chargers are gonna gonna have something for these Chiefs. So, I'm going to the Chargers, man. I'm going to the Chargers. Um,
3: I've been gambling all seasons. So I don't ever see a reason to stop. It's just me. <laughs> but um, it, I'm not going to say this game means a lot more to the Chargers than the Chiefs, but I got a feeling the Chargers uh, have a seriously bad taste in their mouth. Uh, from what happened to them at the beginning of the season. And, uh, yeah, I understand it's in Harrowhead, but these guys are not. um, They're coming in with a huge chip on their shoulder. I mean a huge. It might as well be visible from space, as I I think that chip is. So even without Melvin Gordon, even without Austin Eckler, uh, I still expect them to perform. Phillip Rivers and the Chargers have been playing quite well down the stretch, uh, which has not been the case. In seasons before, so uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers on the upset as well. Hell, this is upsets down the stretch, you know what I'm saying? Let's just get them in. Let's go. Let's go. You no, know, next, you know what I'm saying? I threw this on the list because this is personal. Okay? Alright, this is very personal. I give like it a damn about their record. Their record means nothing. Okay? It's about beating this team's ass because we deserve to beat their ass. They is there to get their ass beat. It's about time. You know what I'm saying? This is the Baltic Green Bay Packers led by A.A. Ron. Mr. Badman, Mr. Badman himself, according to Stephen A., coming to the Windy City right behind the Rams' ass-whooping to face this bona fide defense of the Chicago Bears. Anybody want to be a Packer fan tonight? It's okay Um, if you do It's it's Aaron Rodgers. He's he's had our number. I understand.
2: This is in Chicago or in Greenwood? It is
3: in Chicago.
2: Man,
3: that's another. Oh, they play in the cold, too, so, hey.
2: Right, right, right. (laughs) Um... Nah. Nah. I'ma stick with your bears, man. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all on a mission, man, and I don't believe y'all gonna. I don't believe y'all gonna. Uh, I mean, when I saw that the Packers won, and they still have a, a, a faint shot at a wild card, I thought, Wow, McCarthy's gone. They turned it around. I don't gotta win. You know, is this where Aaron Rodgers says, "Okay, y'all just let me put y'all on my back"? Let me show you how we do this. We're going to get to 8, 7, and 1 and see where the chips fall. But, man, your your defense is just so damn stout, man. I'm I'm going to stick with your Bears, bro.
3: K-Star?
5: Yeah,
4: man, I like the Bears for sure. Um, They have all the incentive in the world to get up for this game. Uh, It's going down the stretch, but moreover, we saw how the Bears dominated the Packers the first half of week one. Rodgers, you know, love that comeback, and I, I know for sure if I haven't forgotten that, the Bears haven't forgotten that either. So I, I think that they blow out the Packers.
3: You know, you guys know my pick. Uh, but one thing I want to say for those who are who are listening is that um, Nagy has done a Matt Nagy has done a very good job of keeping his team even keel. They're never too high. They're never too low. Yeah, you you can you can go to the Giants loss, but we also without our starting quarter, the quarterback, you know, we had a we had a few few plays miss away, but the way they played was not like they had arrived or if they took the Giants for granted. Giants got a couple good plays, they got a hell of a running back back there, they win that, but they bounce right back, and you shut down the one of the best offenses in the league, the high scoring. Top scoring offense in the league. This right here goes beyond stopping the high, stopping the best offense, or or let down against a team you're supposed to win. It's here's flat out rivalry. And people will say, oh, it's not much of a rivalry. Green Bay has been. Everything has shifted. It shifted with the first game of the season. Chicago simply let it slip. I promise you, there will be no banana peels on this field. (laughs) <laughs> none <laughs> hey, hey Ron better stay in the locker room for, if he knows what's good for him but I hope he come out cause I want to smash him I want to eat dirt I want him to look as, com- <laughs> as uncomfortable as Jerry Goff did and I think we are more than capable of doing so and I damn sure expect better play from Mr. Biscuit goddamn damn boy, what's wrong with you alright enough of that everyone all in well, we'll see what Jay says when I, when I get his picks. Um, next up, uh, we got these uh, uh, toss it back, looky as all get out Miami Dolphins, who <laughs> knows how to defend home at seven and six, traveling to the uh, overpaid, <laughs> overrated <laughs> eighty-four million guaranteed Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Oh my God, the Super Bowl talk of these Vikings is hilarious. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and recently fired <laughs> offensive coordinator Dean Filippo, who was the quarterback's coach for Carson Wentz last season. Oh man, oh, oh man. So mm. oh, yeah, Dolphins going to the Vikings. Dolphins
2: ah. at the Vikings?
3: Dolphins at the Vikings. Okay star who you got, man? So, um,
4: I'm going to Minnesota. Okay. I know that if you were to look at last night, it's very easy to go with Miami, especially with, you know, their crazy win versus New England. But I don't think Kirk is as bad as he displayed last night, and I don't think Miami's as good as they displayed in beating New England either. So, uh, yeah. Miami has work cut out for them for sure. So I uh, I definitely like Minnesota to have a nice little revenge game after that embarrassing loss. Hmm.
2: Can, can I call, can I predict the tie? Zero zero <laughs> five, All right.
0: Um Hey, I take it that <laughs> yeah. it gets them uh, no I'm good. No, we'll go back.
2: I'm going to go with the Vikings only because they're home. home, And, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins is as bad as he played last night because that's how we played last night. That was him. That wasn't an imposter. That Man. was him. $84 million guaranteed. Colin Kaepernick sitting home. I don't even want, I don't even want to have that conversation. Unbelievable.
3: It, it, so so here's my thing. When you, when you say that, K-Star, he isn't as bad. And uh, I do disagree. I think he is. You know, you know they always look it at the cool. record. So here's the thing. But listen to me, though. Listen to me. Listen, listen to my argument, and you'll probably still disagree at the end. But listen to me. This is a team that was one game away from the conference championship. Okay. Well, no, I actually, no, no, one game away from the Super Bowl. Am I, am I right? Yes. Yes. One game away from the Super Bowl. Okay. And and really got mollywopped in that conference championship. Okay, they made one major change. Quarterback. They paid him eighty-four million. This is their missing piece to get them over the hump. They are sitting at six, six, and one, and are battling for the sixth seed to get into the playoffs. You're damn right he's bad because they didn't pay him to come here and be like he was with the Redskins. No, they did not because if that was the case, he's doing exactly what he did with the Redskins. They paid him to come here to be more than that. They felt like they had good targets, they got good pieces around, and this dude cannot make a play. And regardless of what you say about the offensive line, I'm sorry, you're getting paid eighty four million, it'll make a play. Trash. You gotta make a, you still gotta make a play. They're in a game where the score is three nothing for damn near three quarters, dog. <laughs> if he's if they score a touchdown, do you know how much pressure that puts on Seattle? Instead, they weren't able to scratch the surface until they were down 21 to nothing. And at that point, it didn't even matter. And you paid this dude $84 million. For that alone, I'm not picking them to win. Guaranteed. For that alone, I'm not picking them. And they might win this. They're at home. They, they They could easily get this. They really can. That defense can show out. It really can. But I have—I I don't believe Kirk Cousins. I can't wait to see them at the end of the season, because unless we don't have a chance to get the second seed, you know, we'll be playing for that game. Hopefully, the Rams can slip on another banana to the battlefield, and we can get—we can get closer, because we need to tie them in order to—to to get to the second seed. But yeah, the, the struggles on Minnesota to me go go straight to Kirk Cousins. You got Diggs, you got Thielen, two guys that can run good routes and get hands. You got Dalvin Cook, you got Kyle Rudolph. You mean to tell me they can't figure it out that, that the offense can't get 14 with their
2: eyes closed? Yeah, you know, you know Train. What I don't understand is what did Kirk Cousins do in Washington that would deem him worth 84 million dollars? I, just, I I I watched this guy couldn't beat us, and we didn't have the greatest teams over the last few years. I believe he was one and six against Dallas. He was, you know, he was drafted in the same draft as RG three, and you guys will recall that I said he will end up being the starter. I said there's no reason for them that draft RG three mm-hmm.
0: the first round
2: pick, and then they go and get this guy with the fourth round pick unless they put on this guy being a starter. You don't see that in the NFL. And what happened within two years, this guy was the starter. Um, so this was the way Shanahan wanted it from the get-go. He wasn't an argument guy. He wanted cousins, and that's exactly what he did. Okay, so he got his guy, and what did he do? You know, like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why he – was worth
0: eighty
3: four million, guaranteed, guaranteed. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. He wasn't. He wasn't. And, and like I said, they may rightfully darn to get this game because of defense, but I, I can see Miami pulling it off. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Minnesota fighting for their life. So I'm gonna gamble this one too. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Miami. So next, this is actually a good one. Got another team fighting. You got Cowboys at eight and five, traveling on down to them Colts. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, K Star, last week, man, because when you took the Colts, it gave me my confidence to take the, to go ahead and take them and not take the Texans. And I'd be done if they ain't pull that thing out, man. Unfortunately, i have way too many games behind to catch the division. I don't think they'll catch it. But yeah, uh, they're still fighting. Yet. They yeah. got a really tough opponent this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, and um, all of, I, I don't. So I, 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 I'll say this: not that I'm making my pick. I'll say about a month ago, Dallas laid the egg against another AFC South team. They laid the egg against. To me, I felt like they laid the egg against Tennessee. I was I was like hot watching that game, and not because I was a Dallas fan. I was just a pure football fan of the fact that. I knew what Dallas makeup was. And here I see them go down the field. But what does Dak do? Those interceptions in the red zone. And it's just like, dude, this game is y'all. Why why can't y'all put why can't y'all put these put these early points up on the board? It's right there. Tennessee pulls it out. Okay. Dallas adjusts. You know what I'm saying? They got they got a, they got Amari Cooper going, and now they're going. This is definitely not that same Dallas team that played Tennessee that's getting ready to travel down to Indianapolis, that is definitely playing a hot – Andrew Luck might be back. <laughs> this might be better than oh, Ricky better better Andrew He's back. <laughs> he's back, for sure. So it's going to be interesting. So, K-Star, who do you got? Oh, man. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> mm-hmm.
4: So the Cowboys are the better team, that's for sure. Um. Yeah, I am going to go with the Colts in the upset. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so,
4: uh-oh. two straight weeks, two straight weeks, Gotta give Dallas a lot of credit because they won both games, but those are two emotional, very emotional games to get up for. One, the Saints, the prove-yourself game, make your mark, and then essentially for the NFC East um, versus the defending Super Bowl champions and the Eagles, and, and they played an extra quarter to get that win. Um, Traveling on the road against an unknown opponent from the AFC, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, and a team that can uh, that actually has a pretty decent pass rush as well in the Colts. So, Dak um, really needs to play a really good, efficient game. Uh, it's tough to beat the Colts, and well, it's tough to beat Andrew Luck if you turn the ball over really at all. You don't want to give up possessions to him, um, and so I think the Colts win a close. 31:28 sort of game. I think that all puts the points on the board, but I do think Dak makes a couple of mistakes. And um, Andrew Luck, uh, that offense is predicated on a really short passing game, so I think that they can have success in get the ball out quickly. Um, and they have the weapons in T.Y. Hilton to stretch the defense if needed. It's going to be an awesome game. I think it's might be uh, low-key the best game of the week. And this is not a knock on the Cowboys whatsoever.
3: I don't know if T going to take it that way. T.?
0: <laughs> That's to really not, <laughs> so, damn, not
2: to First of all there's, there's a lot here to unwind um, Yes Cowboys <laughs> laid an egg Against Tennessee but I will Remind y'all that the very next Week Tennessee also went in and put it on The Patriots okay so you know Dallas was in pretty good company At that time I, now, will he,
3: I told you that he threw, his, he threw his old coach Dallas, a bone man I told you that, that was a throw a bone game. I, I told you that was one of old one of Bilicek's old players. Man, he threw him a bone. Man, don't believe me. Hey, don't believe matter. me on that hey, one. Hey, whatever
2: <laughs> it was, it happened. Anyway, don't interrupt me again. Anyway, um, so and then we saw Jacksonville go in and shut out Mister Luck. The same Jacksonville team with Dallas dropped a forty burger on him not all that long ago. So you know. Let's let's put all the facts out there And all this crap about emotion It only matters when you lose When you win, it's easy to keep the emotion going It's when you come up When you get up for a game And then you lose Then it's hard to get up the next week But when you're winning, it ain't hard to get up the next week Because you're winning So I want to hear this bullshit about emotion that ain't, That's a non-issue Because they're winning So they will be ready to play They know what's at stake. They know if they win the division. Another thing y'all both left out of your description, they win the NFC East. It's over. They win the division with a win on Sunday. It's over. They win. Now, the season ain't over, but you are in the tournament. So motivation is going to be at an all-time high. All-time high. And I can tell you what they're saying in the locker room. I can tell you what they're saying. Nice run, nice five-game streak, nice wins. Don't mean a damn thing if you can't go in and win this game. It's a waste. You, didn't, you haven't accomplished anything. Don't listen to ESPN. Don't listen to Fox Sports. Don't listen to the Madden Voice. Don't listen to, to Twitter. You've accomplished nothing at this point, nothing. You want to accomplish something? Go to Indianapolis and win this game, and this game gets you to NFC East. No matter what Philly or Washington does, you lock up the NFC East, and you are guaranteed a home playoff game if you win this game. You don't think these young boys are hungry? Not going to go out there and be like, all right, all right, let's go. We beat the Saints. No one thought we would beat the Saints. We swept the Eagles. Sweat. The defending Super Bowl champion Eagles. Let's go and take and play. Who could very well be the hottest? He ain't. He ain't. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not gonna call him one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. I will say he is probably the hottest quarterback in the league right now. I'll give him that. Playing at a very high level, but you know, guy's been out for a long time. Yeah, uh, you know, again. But I, you know, I I'm not. I'm not anointing him just yet, and his team. You know, he ain't in the playoffs yet either, so let's see what happens. Um, My problem is I have him on one of my fantasy teams, (laughs) um, which is not good, and I play against – so I have him on one team. I have Drew Brees on the other team, but I also play against Drew Brees, which isn't cool because I have Drew Brees, and then I play against Drew Brees, which isn't cool. But anywho – Cowboys going to win this game. It's going to be a great game. But the Cowboys' defense is going to be the difference. And we already know what the offense can do. But it's that defense that's going to shut down their offense. The defense is going to control this game, and then they're going to feed Zeke because Zeke's going to be the best running back on that field. They're going to feed him. They're going to eat up that clock the same way they did against Philly, the same way they did against the Saints. But Dak's going to be a better Dak. Dak's not going to make the same mistakes he made, even though the last two games the Cowboys lost a turnover battle but still won. So what does that say about this team? This team is finding many different ways to win games. Lost both turnover battles against, against the last two teams but won. My team's going to win this game, fellas. They're going to win this game. I'm more worried about the Giant game at the end of the season the Giants are playing like they're on a mission. Even though they're not going anywhere, all of a sudden they decide they want to play football now. But anyway, I digress. Cowboys, baby, let's go. Let's go!
3: All right. So Tia said all that. Just to remind you, I had not made my pick. Secondly, I had not forgotten that uh, you guys are one game, one win away from uh, getting the division. Uh, I am not going to pick against Dallas on this game the reason why because I feel like I'm staring you know what I'm saying in the mirror I cannot pick against a team they look just like mine doesn't make sense you know what I'm saying so I expect you guys to go in there put that D put the ball in Ezekiel Elliott's hands pass when needed and lock it down and I did forget Chicago has the same thing on the line they win division's theirs you guys win division's yours we're in the playoffs. We can woo just a little bit, you know, for the last two weeks. So I'm with Dallas. All right. Now this next game. <laughs> this guy might be by himself. <laughs> Who's coming with? <laughs> so we got the Patriots at nine and four. <laughs> who, who, who forgot who, who players forgot how to tackle <laughs> Forgot how to chase a man down in the final play of the game to keep him out of the end zone on your on your 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 vacant lot back of the yard, pitch back football <laughs> traveling to I don't even know what the college guys seem like you're struggling a bit, but traveling down here to these to these Mike Tumlin-led Steelers who look in a bit of a disarray, has not played good football for the past month. He probably got some wins out of there, have not played playoff caliber football at the right time of the season. Um, it's on the line right here, K-Star. Please help me understand why I should deal
2: it. The Steelers are home. Well, the Steelers, pretty
4: damn good reason, yeah. The um, <laughs> Steelers <laughs> average, I mean, it is. The Steelers average over 30 points at home. Uh, they're second in the NFL in sacks per game. So, I mean, the rush will be on Brady, who uh, T said is slowing down. To consider that in your analysis that Tom Brady is slowing down against the Steelers' offense that we know will score in Pittsburgh, um, and if anything, what we've seen from the Steelers over the past few seasons is not only are they do- a great, you know, dominant team at home, uh, but after these losses, these embarrassing losses, they seem to play their uh, best ball at home, and I think that happens again here in Pittsburgh um, to end this embarrassing losing skate that they've been on. Um yeah, so I like I like the Steelers and their pass rush here at home and moreover their offense to do some really big things against the defense that could even slow down Ryan Tannehill and the uh Dolphins last
2: week. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <Did laughs> I bet you think I'm gonna be bitter because you picked against the Cowboys. So you think that I'm gonna be bitter and pick against your Steelers? You think I'm, you know, I'm that kind of guy that would be better. I bet that's what you're thinking, ain't you? That's what I'm hoping. You damn right. You damn right. I'm better. I'm picking the damn Patriots. You gonna pick against <laughs> my uh, uh, Cowboys? I'm picking the motherfucking Patriots. <laughs> I hope Tom Brady finds the Fountain of Youth for one game, since so you had the nerve, your audacity, to pick against my Cowboys' five-game winning streak, NFL leading. Five game winning streak since the Texans um streak was snapped by these same Colts we just spoke about. Cowboys five game winning streak. NFL leading right now, five game winning streak, but that's another conversation. I'm just saying, pick against my Cowboys. Yeah, I'm picking against your Steelers, even though they're home. I'm going with Bill Belichick and the and the and the Patriots. They're gonna come in. Your team is in disarray. You've lost three in a row. You know, you don't know, should Ben play, should Ben not play. Connor, you know, where's he going to be at? Tomlin, goddamn guy, writes an article that Tomlin might get fired. Your team's in, in, in disarray. And Bill Belichick, he's like a shark. He's and what's that I smell? that blood in the water? Is that blood in the water? Yeah, we're going to go in here. we try trying to preserve our, our, uh, our second uh, seed. Our number two seed is on the line here. We better go in here and win this game. Patriots, baby. Wow.
4: that's one he was a Patriots, Patriots fan. Patriot Patriots baby, my God.
3: <laughs> um you know, and and looking at the these stats, um the, the one that intrigues me the intrigues me the most is the fact that um um you guys throw a lot of interceptions, man. At least in comparison to the Patriots. You know, got a lot of balls there in the air that can be gotten. But yet you do pass it quite a bit. And you'll definitely be passing it quite a bit this week because you, you're down a few running backs. One you didn't resign and one that couldn't stay healthy because this is his first real season being the guy. It's a different story. Maybe he'll talk to Le'Veon afterwards and understand that you use and abuse you and don't want to pay you, dog. Uh I'm simply going to pick the Patriots because, in honesty, I don't like the way the Steelers have been playing. I just I just don't. And as much as we want to have the talk of Tom Brady being over the hill, he's still getting it done. I don't blame the loss on him for this past week. That damn team just needs to tackle, and that game is over. Uh, I, I, I went with them against the Chargers. They didn't pull that one out. Didn't understand that one. You lay one down against the Raiders who definitely has not been playing any good football worth watching. You're not playing well at the time that you need to play well. I I just got to roll with the odds and just go with the Patriots. If you win, great. But if you don't, simply put, you're not playing the kind of football you need to be playing. Not what I expect the Steelers to be playing at this point of the season. You know, Unleashing hell in the month of December, man, clearly, clearly getting hell unleashed on. Hey, by the way, K Star, looked out that window lately?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kick against my cowboy. Oh uh,
3: God! I bet you, I bet you see some bears now.
4: That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some grizzlies.
3: <laughs> Keep open alive man. But this game is yeah. this game is serious. You guys schedule is definitely not one I would want to have at seven five and one with the Ravens breathing down your neck. Not ideal. That's for sure. Yeah. Um but I will say this before I move on to the next game. We was in this position before. You was about on one knee, damn near on another. Getting ready to face <laughs> the un. <laughs> getting ready to face Tampa Bay. I believe it was Tampa Bay. And basically, like, man, we need to win. And lo and behold, it came. He's like, we just need to win, bruh. Y'all just need to win. But we should see. Pick. I could have. I had a couple to choose from. Um, I went with this one because these two teams have not played yet in the season. And pretty much uh one team really controls the destiny of the other team. And kind of the other team kinda of controls their own destiny if they can win out. But they have to face this team twice to win out. So we got the Saints at eleven and two, you know, who had to uh get their stuff together against uh uh against the Tampa Bay Bucks. To go ahead and pull that out and say, Hey, let's start passing. We're gonna just go and hand the ball off to seal that one away. Traveling to the Carolina Panthers, the first of two in the final three weeks of the season. And the Panthers are sitting at six and seven. where a loss damn near really shuts the window on them, even though the seventh seed is you know, Minnesota has a half game hold on the six on the sixth seed. Um are hey, you you taking your home saying Cam Newton?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Before you answer, man, I promise you, I like you. You give us so much to feed on. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't ever stop. <laughs> we just never forget. Carry on, though. What do you got? Oh,
0: uh, man. Uh,
3: it's a tough <laughs> spot. For sure, tough spots. Um. Yeah, I got a good New Orleans, and pains me to say it. Mm, mm, mm. He did not take his Hall of Fame quarterback. Get out of here.
4: The, uh, no, <laughs> the defense. The, I don't know if you, I mean the the killing of defense. last you know four or five weeks, it's just been an absolute train wreck. They got wrecked last week at Cleveland. Uh, we saw what the Steelers did to them. They've been an absolute disaster, and I'm not looking forward to what the Saints are going to do to them, either. Um, they can't stop anyone right now.
2: T? So I was looking at my fantasy matchup, and I do have Luck, but I also have golf. So Luck is going to be sitting on my bench, and golf is going to be my starter because uh, he's going against the Eagles. And we already saw with Dak, who is not goff did that secondary, so I expect golf to eat them alive. That's that's one, but in my other game, my star is Drew Brees, and Pimmer is starting Cam Newton. As I thought I saw that. And I do have Philip Rivers on my bench, but I'm gonna stick with Brees. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm picking the Saints, but I'm a little worried. Because it's hard for me to believe that Carolina has lost five in a row, and now they're home, and it's hard and now they're playing a the division game, and it's hard for me to think that they will actually lose this game and lose six in a row. And pretty much, I mean, you're right, It's pretty much it if they lose this game. I mean, I think they're pretty much done anyway. But they lose this one and go to six and eight from six to two to six and eight. Um, yeah their seasons, their seasons finished. But, uh, um, and, and it's funny because so we saw Dallas, what Dallas did. And then, you know, the last two weeks, Reeves hasn't been the juggernaut Reeves that we're used to. So I'm looking at all that and there's such a part of me that wants to say that the Panthers are going to actually win this game. Um, but there's a bigger part of me that's going with the Saints, and I need Breeze to have a big game, get me into this championship game. Uh, so I'm going with I'm going with the Saints.
3: Hmm. Conventional wisdom says, dude, you should really pick the Saints. Um, but I'm going to pick the Panthers on this. I'm gonna go with your Hall of Fame quarterback. Simply put, this is everything. This is everything. They don't win this game, they have nothing left. This is the season here, you know. And, yep, the Saints can pretty much put them out their misery. They can. But I've seen some slippage these last few weeks. This is a team that can take advantage of that slippage. There's some teams that can take advantage of, that can take advantage of some bad play I've seen from the Saints these last few weeks. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what y'all did to them, T, but... They ain't they ain't they ain't been the same you know, they ain't been the same the Saints you know since they ran up against the real defense. They <laughs> exposed them. Yeah, nope, man, they still looking over their shoulder like, oh, hey, was it was it was it Lawrence? Mark Lawrence? No, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: They're
3: just they my mama. just my mom. Just
2: sacks
3: okay. him again. <laughs> okay, my, my bad. No, sorry, mom. I thought you was. You gotta state yourself now. I thought you was the Marcus Lawrence. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to pick the Panthers in the upset on this
2: one. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, I can't blame you, and you heard me talk it through, but, um, you know, I looked at my picks. I got four out of six away teams, Um, but that's why I'm number one. I am number one, right? I think that's what we said
0: earlier. Um, (laughs) um, You know,
2: Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. And, and. so, my 1 o'clock game is the Cowboys and the Colts. My 4 o'clock game is the Patriots and the Steelers. And then the night game is the Eagles at the Rams. Man, I'm going to have a very good Sunday.
3: Yeah, that was another one I started to put on, but I was like, yeah, the Rams look bad against us. I don't I don't expect them to look the same against the Eagles.
2: Yeah, that's the one I actually thought we were going to put on, but that's fine. Should I, mean, I
3: just add it?
0: It, it, you know what? Let's let's just add it. It's just you know
3: I understand it's pick six, but what the hell? It's the end of the season. These these games matter. So let me go up here. There we are. There it is. So last one, bonus round. We got the Eagles six and seven traveling to the Rams at eleven and two. You know, it's not cold in L.A. Still got nice weather in December. You know, Jerry Goff can grip the ball and throw it. You know, he, he doesn't have to blow on his hands. Like, keep it in a warmer. Sensitive shit. Um, so, K-Star, did the Eagles fight back and get in this thing? Nah, man.
4: This is Rams, you know... I'm embarrassed on Sunday night football, and I think that this is this a spot where they are playing a demoralized team that gave it their all and still lost in overtime versus the Cowboys. And that secondary, I think it's going to get destroyed by Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and Jerry Goff. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely like the Rams to win big. Okay. T?
0: Rams. For
3: the Eagles? Um, okay. Rams.
2: Rams, Rams. <laughs> See, I don't, I, 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 you know, and 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 I don't know how many teams the Eagles could play that I would pick them. To be honest with you, because um, I can't stand them. But I'm definitely gonna pick them against the Rams in 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 LA, and then coming off that loss to you guys, and now you know both the Rams and the Saints, and you need to think about that. You know, you talk about the Panthers. Pamp- mm-hmm and what they're playing for, Saints are trying to get number one seed. They want people coming to New Orleans. They uh-huh. want to be home. You uh-huh. know, last time they won the Super Bowl, they had home field. and They want that home field advantage, so they know what's at stake. So I think uh, I think both of these teams know that they're trying to get home field advantage and uh, they're both going to come to play. So.
0: Hmm.
2: You guys are both right.
3: Um, no reason to pick against the Rams on this one, um, but I don't have shit to lose, so I going to pick the Eagles. Reason reason, reason being, because this is more uh, maybe a tad more wishful thinking. But we just beat the Rams. They are eleven and two. There are three games remaining. There's only so many teams that actually has an opportunity of beating them. Like slight window of opportunity of beating them with their remaining schedules matter of fact, if you don't mind, T, I just want to take a quick look at what this remaining schedule entails for the Rams. You know, they have Philly, they have Arizona, and they have San Francisco. So if there's any chance of Chicago getting a sniff of the second seed of possibly getting a bye, this is, the only, this is at least the one game that has a window of opportunity of another team winning. The other two, Atlanta may just walk away with. I'm going to give the Eagles a fighting chance. Because that seven seed, I mean, that six seed, man, it's like wide open in the NFC. I mean, it's a real fight. And I definitely didn't pick the Vikings because I don't want to see them. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. They're going to fight hard. And they might steal it in a close one. They got to score some points, though. Because uh, they don't have his windy city defense, these monsters of the midway. We can rent it out to them, you know, <laughs> in case they need it. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. You know, it's 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 not cold weather, so the defense might not look the same. Hell, who knew? Who I know? I'm just I'm just a fan. Same as T, K Star. We don't know. Apparently, apparently, these other analysts know that when it's cold, you know, all oh, quarterbacks like Jared Goff can't get it done. It has nothing to do with the pressure that he's getting. He just—it's just cold. Coach is cold. He's too cold. My offensive line can't block. Oh my God! Going down. Another ground ball. Jesus. All right, man. That is the pick six plus one of this week. So once we get a little bit, brother Jay's picks. Get through week 15. We'll see where we stand. See, that's all I got.
2: Yeah, you know, you over there trying to figure out a way to get to the number two seed, you better worry about just locking in that three seed, bro, because you got a, you got one game on the Cowboys. We're sniffing your heels, trying to get that three seed from you. So uh, I would I would be more worried about locking holding on to that three than trying to see if you can make up two games in three weeks to try to get to that second seed. Man, it ain't gonna happen, bro. It's not gonna happen.
3: You may be right.
2: Yeah, there's no, yeah, but there's.
3: There's no reason I can't talk about it, though. Oh,
2: There's no reason great. I can't, you know. I'm just, I'm just here to, I'm just here, you know, kind of like Jamie Foxx did to that stand-up comedian. Y'all should Google it. I am your conscience. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gotta Google that man. It's the funniest thing, man. He did it. <laughs> Emmett Smith roasts. Jamie Smith roasted this guy that was supposed to be a comedian, and he roasted him, man. He roasted. That, um, you guys got to see it, man. It was not part of this night either. It was this was all impromptu. Just just go, Jamie Jamie Smith roast Emmett Smith. It wasn't Emmett that got it. Was Emmett Smith roast? But Jamie Fox, man, it was so good. He was telling this guy, "I'm your conscience," but y'all got to see it. I guarantee you will crack your ass up.
5: But anyway, um, yeah, you
2: can dream. train. dreams are good. Dreams are good. <laughs> um, dreams are good. But all right. No. Um, so, okay, thanks for that. So, yeah, let's get on out of here. It's laid out here on the East Coast. And, uh, yeah, so uh, K-Star, any final words?
4: Can you smash that Mike Tomlin clip from me? Just put that on real quick because it's December. And, uh,
2: <laughs> I just told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy in which they fought. you um, talk to me about more victories and things of that nature. Uh, that'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room uh we we didn't get the job done. we came up short uh we accept responsibility for that. Um, you know we will not go gently. Uh, we're gonna unleash hell here in December because we have to. we won't go in the shell, we're gonna go in attack mode because uh, that's what's required but uh came up short tonight uh,
3: there you go attack mode that's what's required. Let's go, hey, you need that right now, that is serious yep.
2: okay train final word
3: <sighs> um, I am still high off this win. I've been wearing bear's gear work for the past two days, and might wear it all week. That's um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still very high of this win. That defense was, was lights out. But let me tell you, let me share my dilemma with y'all, and I promise you I won't take too long because I know you're on the, on the East Coast and you got to get laid down. So my wife's birthday is on January 13th. Do y'all know what weekend that is in reference to NFL playoffs? <laughs> divisional
0: rounds.
3: round. Yeah. <laughs> divisional round. When are the games played? Uh-oh. On the 12th and 13th. What is the possibilities of the division around? If the playoffs started today and Chicago got out of the wild card, winning their game at home, guess who they travel to? You can say it with me. The Los Angeles Rams. Guess where they're at? It's in Los Angeles, damn it. <laughs> State of California. Guess what I'll be doing? Celebrating my wife for you. Celebrating your to- wife's birthday. Yes. I am all for doing that, and I will do it. I will not deviate from it. But the turmoil is happening inside as this all unfolds. It's
0: just, ugh. Breath.
2: <laughs> you know. Some will be strong. You know. <laughs> you know see Trane, I should I should really learn from you because I um was telling uh you know my 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 current young lady friend um and it's a long story on where what our status is these days and I won't bore anybody with but she's a Patriots fan and so you know I said to her <laughs> I said, you know, something happens when the Cowboys and the Patriots play in the Super Bowl. I said, I can't watch the game with you. She said, Why not? I said, I can't sit there and listen to you be happy when Dallas messes up or, you know, something happens, Dallas makes a mistake and you're all excited. I, I no. She's like, I don't understand. It's football, like, that's part of the game, like She's like, would you want? Will you be happy if the Patriots mess up? I said, yeah. She goes, well, okay. I said, well, that's on you.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so then we finally, finally said, well, let's just wait and see what happens between now and then, because a lot's got to fall the right way for those two teams to end up playing each other. So it's no sense in mm-hmm. getting into no lengthy discussion about it now. You know, but so I gotta learn from you, Train, because you should know. You're talking about her birthday and mm, boy, (laughs) because. I I gotta tell you, man. I mean, I ain't saying I wouldn't. I mean, hey, I make sure you know we celebrate. Oh, we gonna celebrate, baby. Oh, baby, we gonna celebrate your birthday. But we ain't gonna celebrate on the day of the damn (laughs) chain.
0: serve me papers, this shit. (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh, well <laughs> Fuck that I'll still be watching that game Signing them damn papers yep. okay, right,
0: yep. yeah, Oh, man this. <laughs> this, 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 this. All right, go <laughs> Woo-wee <laughs> uh, uh, mm-hmm. All
2: right, well Well, hopefully um, You're able to, you know Figure that part of it out Uh, K Star, I mean, I train. Uh, Don't don't listen to me. I have you on one of them TV shows, man. I have you on one of them damn divorce court TV shows.
5: You listen to me, man. You don't want
2: that, bro. You don't want that. But um, all right. So anyway, listen. Thanks, guys. Good show, brother Jay. We missed you. I hope to see you back with us next week. Um, Three weeks left. Three games left in the season. Starting to take shape. Who's going to continue to be hot and who's going to get their fire doused, uh, man? And will all three of our teams make the playoffs? Will all three of our teams win our divisions and get a home game, um, you know, to start off the playoffs? Man, I don't know that we've had that since we've all been doing this show over the last number of years. I don't know that we've had all three of our teams in the playoffs. Never mind winning the division. Um, so, man, let's see if that shapes up. Uh, I think the, the Bears are on their way. I think the Cowboys are on their way. But the Steelers got the juggernaut coming to town. Can they do it? Can they unleash? Holy
0: hell.
2: I will tell. All right, for the missing JB, for K Star, and for Dr. Train, hope everybody enjoyed the show. We'll be back next Tuesday night. A lot of good games. And as we always say, they will all be settled on the field. See you next Tuesday. Good night, everybody.